Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we wanted to just let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you, our patrons. We want to build this thing as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it. No, seriously, name it. We'll do it. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. If you're already a patron, there's some great things going on over there. And if you'd like to become one, you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone. So if you have a couple bucks to spare, anything really does go a long way. And we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more. Anyway, hi, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Itchill. And we're in the same room! We're in the same room! And the day has finally come. We've done 17 Marvel movies so far. And we're finally here at Black Panther! If you want to go back and listen to what we thought of the rest of the MCU, you can totally do that. They're all available, like, right below or above this or where, however you organize your podcasts. They're nearby. Or you can just dive right in with us right now. Without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of Black Panther? It was really good. It was really good. It was like, it was I was really nervous. Good. Oh. And in some ways, it wasn't what I, it was not what I thought it was going to be. No, no. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it is earth shattering. It's I think so is, good. It's yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. And I mean, I can sit here and say that for hours. Yeah. Well, let me just run down some stats for you. So it was released yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, as of recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the most recent film we've done so Definitely. Far. One day since recording. <laughs> Uh, it had a $200 million budget, which I think tops the origin story, or like the first in a series. And budgets. it's on pace to make that back in the first weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's insanely. They did all right with it. Yeah, yeah they're doing all right. Um, and it's killing it in terms of critic reviews right now. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Only a 74% audience ranking, though. That was so. always going to kind of be the case. I mean, people are... There's some bitter people out there's there. There's some crappy people out there, and you can't deny that. Um, but I wouldn't put myself in that lower end. Ooh, also, no. it is the number one Marvel movie on Metacritic is it really? right now. And an 88. 88? Yeah, that's a B plus. That That's a good... You can you can put that on the fridge. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's okay. That's like... Yeah, that's a really, really oh, good man. score. Metacritic. Um, that's wild. Yeah, so that's... I figured Metacritic would hate this. I did not. Um, although it, it is missing some elements of great filmmaking that will not... That, that keep it from a different echelon than I think, like, the Dark Knights of the world. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a just regular Marvel superhero movie on some respects. Right, it's like, it's a blockbuster film and not, like, a art film. Right, it's uh, not Christopher Nolan. Right, right. It's a, it's a whole different animal you're working with. Right. And that being said, it's not Christopher Nolan, but Ryan Coogler was Oh, he did a great job. Amazing. Did a great job. Um, and, yeah. Well, we, don't, we don't really have a script for this one because it's just... I figured anything we were going to say as far as, like, if we try to write up something to talk about, it was just going to sound forced, especially with this movie, because we really do need to admit that we are out of our element on this one. Oh, for sure. This movie... Like, I don't think it was made for us. No, this is not a movie for us. Right. Like, we, we got plenty of them in the MCU. Right. Like, they made a movie about Spider-Man. Yeah. They made a movie about Iron Man. And they made a yeah. movie about a ton of great... Right. Like, this this movie is not for us. That being said, I loved this movie. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think that means we can't enjoy no. it. No, absolutely every second of it. But it's we didn't want to come in here and try to sound too smart for a movie that we probably didn't understand as well as we wanted to. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's definitely elements to this movie that simply because of who we are and and sort of the privilege that we have, we will never... That we're never quite going to get. We're going to try to understand. We're going to do everything we can to help in that that conversation and be a helpful voice. Uh, But there's... 
it, it movie does a good job of portraying something that I cannot relate to, but I can understand. Right, right. Does that make good? Yeah, does that no, make sense? That makes sense. Okay, I understood that. Uh, I I didn't even think we'd get here. What? You remember when we back in September when we were like plotting out a rough calendar for this? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we're gonna do the first eight, <laughs> and then we have a break here. And then mm-hmm. we're going to do some other stuff. And then finally, we'll, we'll start back up six weeks out from Black Panther. And then and we'll, we'll watch all those. <laughs> and I was just like, it was this ethereal thing that I was sitting there just kind of, you know, with some pens and a string. Just like, <laughs> right. oh, we're going to do this here. And then, oh, and then, oh, and then finally we're here. We're here. It happened. and So, yeah, I mean, just to get a little sentimental for the pod real quick. I feel like this is... Like, when we started, this was... This was the first movie we, like, planned to do. This is what we signed up for. Yeah. Was Marvel through Black Panther. And then, if we like it, we'll keep going. Right. This and was if, our this was our contract date. Right. In that we were we talked back and forth, and we're like, hey, we'll get through Black Panther. However long that takes, if we want to keep doing the pod, we want to keep doing the pod. Right. And I think... If it, I, I'm speaking for myself when I say that we are definitely going to continue. We're definitely going to gonna keep pod. doing the pod. We have since <laughs> made other plans. We're like booked to the end of May now. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, that being said, if you'd like to be a guest on Bacon and Eggs, you can always uh, shoot your shot, so, shoot so your to shot. speak. Yeah, but we are. We have decided that we're going to do solo. So that's May 25th. Yes. So solo is on the calendar. Um, but let's get back into Black Panther. Uh, I want to run down the characters. I think that's what we did last time we saw a in theaters movie. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about some of these characters. We've got a strong cast here. We do, we do. I almost want to start away from Killmonger and T'Challa. I'm about that. Uh, I, we could talk about them last because obviously start- I have the strongest opinions about the hero and the villain. Right, right. Let's start with. Uh, I'm just going to go into in order of top build cast on okay. uh, Rotten Tomatoes here after Michael B. Jordan. So it's going to be the guy from Get Out. No, it's Lupita Nyong'o. Really. Yes. I know that name. Yeah. Why do I know that name? Uh, well, she was Nakia. Uh, no, I, outside of that, like... Uh, she's Maz. Uh, she's Maz? Maz from Star Wars. Oh, yeah, uh, that's uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's also in 12 Years a Slave. Um, she's just yeah, a yeah. brilliant actress. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, Nakia, this is the the love interest. I thought she was super interesting. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a lot of opinions in this movie, right? There's Black Panther who is like, we're just going to maintain Wakanda for Wakanda's sake and Wakandan pride. And then there's... Well, she doesn't want anything to do with that. She doesn't want anything to do with that. She doesn't care so much about Wakanda. She wants to make a difference in the community. But then there's Wakabi who is like, we need to conquer, right? He's the what? Uh, and then there's Wakabi who is like, we need to conquer. We need to go out and rise up. There's so many... Well, yeah, you got two clear factions here. Well, there's th- I think there's three. You've got, we need to go out and make a difference and help people and provide aid to those. And there's, we need to go out and conquer. And there's, we need to not get involved. And yeah, I think you're right. You're right. T'Challa yeah. is saying, we need to not get involved. We need to not get involved. Vibranium will only bring harm right. in the long run. And who's, who's on his side? Uh, What's her name? Um, The royal guard person. Okoye? Yeah. Yeah. She's on his side. She wants... Well, she will do whatever the king says. Right. She is on the side of the king. But I think deep down, she just wants Wakanda to be Wakanda and stay Wakanda and... Wakanda forever! Right. It's like, at, at the beginning, she obviously grows throughout the movie. They all do. Right. Um, but, so Nakia is of the school of thought that we are going to go out and make a positive change in the world. And we're just going to Because that's what she's trying to do already. Provide like, She aid. doesn't... I'm under the impression she doesn't live right. in she Wakanda. Is, she is normally not. Nakia, I really like... Because she's, you know, she goes out there and she's doing this, like, foreign aid kind of thing. But, like, almost as, like, a renegade. So is she a war dog? I guess. She doesn't want to bring people into Wakanda. No. She wants to fix the places where they are. Right. But, like, with the closed border. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess that would make her a war dog. 
That that wasn't fleshed out enough. For what me. is what is a war dog? That's not a term I'm familiar with. They said it a bunch of times. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Injobu was a war dog. What does that mean? They're the people with the tattoos. I thought all the Wakandans had the tattoos. I don't think so. I think only the ones that leave. Oh, that's how they. We're just sitting here like pulling down our lips right now. This is great podcasting. Great podcasting. Now we sound dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, the war dogs are the people that I th- I think. They're stationed outside the country. Hang on, let me see if I can... Well, I mean, that, that, that sounds about right. They've got spies all over the world making sure that everything's okay. The world, we know, is still under the impression that Wakanda is just a poor nation of farmers. Right, yeah, the world is the impression, because even at the... I don't know if I'm going to go there yet. Well, okay, real quick. Uh, Forgot to say this. This is a spoiler-full episode. This is a spoiler-full episode. Uh, so, there'll be a swoop. There'll be a swoop. Swoop! <laughs> But even at the end, and even at the end, um, in the in the post credit scene, not to like get prematurely to that, but even after all of this happens, the UN is like, yeah, well, what can a nation of farmers offer the world? I've always thought that was weird because I, it seemed like in civil, like they brought that up a few times in this movie, but it seemed like in civil war, people knew that it was like a big deal that Wakanda was coming to the like uh, Sokovia Accords, right? I think it's just because they're this mysterious, like isolationist. They refuse aid. They refuse help. And even there, from any outside out. country, and they're coming out to like i just feel like the king of a country like that would not even be on the radar well they were they were natasha roman they were in the favor of the sokovia accords because it was the like their people were killed in the attack with crossbones that's true their their people were killed and also the like ulysses claw got the vibranium for ultron right from wakanda right and they the world is of the impression that they were out of vibranium yeah It was like they had the last of it howard stark got a little bit ulysses claw got a little bit and that's it and that's it it's not the case. Uh, it's not the case at all. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Nakia, what do you think of Nakia? She's the the love interest. Yeah, the ex, I guess. They had dated previously. They were, like, in love. Involved. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell why they wouldn't be. Things happen. I mean, yeah. T'Challa sounds like he's been busy, and she's been busy being a spy. So, Helping the world, making yeah. a difference. So, I mean, they got stuff going on. He's the crown prince, seeing as the only other person is Shuri, and that's not going to work. Sure, you could never be queen. No. Didn't, it doesn't sound like a, a, a civilization which would have a queen. Like, I think they have a queen, but like... It's just not going to be Shuri's thing either. Well, Shuri, the queen is not obviously the sibling to the prince. It's the wife of the prince. Right, but like, if she was the older child... Right, right, I right, think right. she would have abdicated. Yeah, I feel like the throne in Wakanda is held... I guess it doesn't have to be. I don't know. It's I mean, I'm saying even it. outside, whether, whether she was eligible or not... Right. I don't think she would have taken it. Shuri is supposed to be smarter than Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, smarter I don't. She Re- she built Reed a Richards. lot. She built a lot of things in a lot of caves with a lot of scraps. <laughs> a lot of scraps. Shuri was able to build this in a cave. <laughs> I don't know, man. She she does. She Do has. Do you think the Black Panther suit is? I think obviously moving forward, Tony Stark wears a Black Panther suit. Right, that's got to be the case. It's definitely, I think, superior to an Iron Man suit. You think it's yeah? So it's better than the. The gold or whatever he's using in his suit. Oh, definitely, I mean, obviously, definitely. Is, but yeah, yeah, because he's impervious to like everything. Yeah, he can he can stop it just the absorbs. momentum. <laughs> yeah, he he can not only not get shot. Bullets don't ricochet. Bullets fall. Yeah, because all their momentum is stored in the suit for him to then go like <laughs> dubstep. Yeah, okay, I think, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Okay, so, so let's move on from Nakia. Okay, let's get back to IMDb. 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 So Nakia's cool. I like her. I like her character. I thought she was super duper great. Uh, Denai Guerrera, and I'm sure I am 
absolutely butchering all of these names. Even the fictional names put into the film. Who is she or he? Uh, Okoye. Okoye is is the general, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be honest. I got some of the I got some of the names mixed up. I'm looking at her photos. Yeah. She's the general. Yeah. <laughs> I got some of the names mixed up. She's a strong character, man. Strong. She has that huge fight. With uh, Killmonger and, and and all the there's like two sets of Kingsguard. Yes, there is. There's like, the girls and the guys. Yeah, there's the girls. She's the general of the elite guard, I think. And then yeah, there's who a are much the women? Bigger army. Yeah, that is uh, led by her boyfriend, I guess. Yeah, her boyfriend. Wakabi, I think that's right. Maybe I'm no, not Mbaku, not Njobu, not Zuri. Yeah, yeah, Wakabi. Yeah, yeah, because now I'm getting into like really off the wall characters. <laughs> uh so yeah, she. I like her character because she's she does a little bit of the fish out of the water like Wonder Woman thing where yeah. she shows up and she's like why am I wearing a wig this is the stupidest thing ever right and she's and, like the lawful neutral right right uh, and she always goes with Wakanda even when T'Challa right. is even, killed even yeah T'Challa's killed and I didn't think I thought there was no way I mean obviously there's no way he's dead the movie's called Black Panther yeah no like, I mean that w- that would have been a turn <laughs> for sure if they're just like oh rip T'Challa right T'Challa's dead and uh, Chadwick Boseman's no longer involved and, yeah and oh, the Black Panther is now <laughs> Killmonger. It's now Eric Killmonger. He's an Avenger now. <laughs> or even if it was like if it ended with Shuri in the suit, that would have been a turn. Right. But yeah, even when even when Killmonger takes the throne and she's not happy about it, she's just like, nope, I do what Wakanda needs. Yeah. I like I am sworn to stand by the throne. Yeah, which is Bonko Nutso. That's what I'm saying. That's just lawful neutral. Yeah. She's cool though. Good, good character. Good acting. Yeah, she does do the fish out of water thing very well. Where like T'Challa's prepared for South Korea, and uh, what is the other one's name? I mix these two up. I keep mixing these two. Nakia. Up. Nakia is prepared for South Korea. Yeah. And she is just like, uh, why am I wearing this stupid outfit? This Where's like, my spear? Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably the you know. Speaking of that South Korea thing, there's an extremely powerful moment in that scene that tells you so much, and it's literally just them walking through. But when they walk through, and you know they've got all the vibranium weapons and everything, yeah. and they go through the metal detector, and the metal detector doesn't go off. Yeah. It's like that tells you so much about vibranium. Yeah. Right. Because now you can have in future movies people bringing it on planes people you know doing stuff like that right you can have i think that that's such a powerful moment well because you think about vibranium as just being a metal right it's not we're shown very clearly in this movie that it is not like it's it's an element a regular yeah it's an element yeah uh it's you know even ulysses Cloa says it it's like it's their power it's their tech it's their everything um, all right who's next but uh, well i just want to talk about what that did for the movie was with that with the metal detector thing it was like the movie found ways to do like vibranium is such like a it can be whatever they want it to be. right it is not a real thing Right. So and it's immensely powerful right. and it can create power and use power and it can do whatever it wants. It can wants. absorb momentum. Yeah. Uh but so they did a lot of really cool things with the exposition of like what can vibranium do without sitting you down and being like vibranium can do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a little bit of direct exposition with Ulysses Cloa yeah. when he talks about like what I was saying when he's like if they weave it into their clothing, it's right. It's right. ever present. It can yeah. do anything. It is everything to them. So we got Wakabi. I have Everett Ross next. Oh. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, we already know about him. Everett Ross. Yeah, I just felt like he was underutilized. I felt like in our last episode, John was talking about if you're going to use a character just for exposition, which Everett Ross is, like, they did Korg absolutely the best. And Everett yeah. Ross is just... He's not Korg. He's not Korg. He's boring. He's not yeah. Korg. He's not... Uh, who was the other person you and I were talking about, about Ultimate Exposition? Uh, Luis. 
Luis. Yeah, he's not Luis from Ant-Man. Right, he's, he's just, just the government. Right, he's just, this is Killmonger. We already have a file on him. This yeah. is everything about him. <laughs> like, I mean, that was kind of kind of funny to me, though. Is they're just like, who is this guy? And he's, and like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's Eric Killmonger. He's or ours. Eric, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of us. Yeah. So, I mean, he's cool. Um, Wakabi. Wakabi. I felt like they didn't explain well enough that him and uh, Okoye had a relationship. They briefly said it when they're when they're on like their. Wakandan they said it right Apple, at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, with their Wakandan Apple watches. Yeah. Or their Wakandan Skype wristwatches. Yeah, their or whatever. bracelet things. Whatever. Yeah. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> I thought it was like a, a funny thing. I yeah. thought it was funny. I th- yeah. Um, that I made a comment. But on. they they were they were. She said, "Hello, my king. Hello, my love." Yeah. But I don't I don't know. I thought that could have been like like a sarcastic jab at a sibling or like a I don't know. To me, like I wasn't immediately sold, and I forgot about them being lovers. I don't know. Because then at the end, when they fight each other, I was like, okay, yeah, they fight each other. But then they, you know, had to like. Oh, I just remembered. Tell me again that these two are. Yeah, lovers. you're probably right. It probably could have been better said. They could have like kissed or something on screen. Eh, that's heavy-handed. So I don't know. It's not all that important to the story. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not that like, important. Like it, it, it. There is something to be said there about like they're the leaders of the different groups and they end up fighting and then making up and like that's cool. But the story can hinge with or without that. What do you think of Shuri? Oh, she's great. She's so funny. Yeah. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> she's like the only person that has any idea about the world outside Wakanda. I don't think she is. I think she's the only person that doesn't care about Wakandan tradition. Yeah. Like, she is the millennial in this. Yeah, like, she gives like, him the finger so and... Right. It's like... Because there's plenty of people. They have spies everywhere. Uh, but, like, she doesn't care about the tradition. She's like the millennial that's like, this history of tradition is stupid. Yeah. And there's I've a more... brought into the... New, there's a cooler culture going on outside in the world. Right. <laughs> but even, like, yeah. And, and it's like a counterculture. She's a counterculturalist. But then uh, she's super smart. She's the tech. She's the smartest person you know, ever. She's, uh, what? Who's the James Bond's guy? Q? Q. She's yeah, the Q. She's the Q. She gives yeah. him the gadgets. And they even have that, like, Bond exposition scene where she's just like, here's the new gadgets that you got. I made them for you since your last mission. Yeah. Improved on this thing. This is tight. Yeah. And she has a super, like, if it's broke, if it ain't broke, still fix it mentality. Yeah. She uh, wants to bring Wakanda to a new place. Yeah. she Well, she's smarter than everyone, it sounds like. Yeah, maybe even Tony Stark. Definitely Tony Stark. She had some scraps, man. She's she's in a cave. She lives in a cave. <laughs> With a bunch of scraps. Yeah, a bunch of scraps. I don't know, I liked her character. I bought into it. I did too. I thought she was super funny. I think people were really concerned about her character being this like annoying kid. Or that even a kid could be that smart. Uh, but I think she does it well. I was I was totally sold. Yeah, and they clearly have a good relationship. Yeah. Her and her and uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Where they like they are buddies. What do you think of T'Challa's shoes? Not as what are those the shoes? The sneakers. <laughs> With the oh yeah the sneakers. She calls them sneakers. I call them sneakers. Oh, uh, did you did you catch? I, I guess it was maybe like a Back to the Future reference. Where there were, I remember thinking about Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah, I, I thought about that when she was like, I made them fully automated, like that uh, movie from the eighties that Dad used to watch. Yes, yeah, the movie that Dad used to watch. Yeah, yeah from Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, with the I laughed. I Air mags. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I'm assuming that's what she. Was I'm right. guessing. Like I don't know. What else that could be? But yes, yeah, she's like, I call them sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, did you notice later in the movie he's walking around in the suit making noise? Yeah. I noticed that and I was like, mm, continuity. Yeah, I guess he doesn't wear them. Why would you not wear them? I don't know. Why would you not wear them always? I don't know. His suit is awesome. Uh, yeah, if she can do that technology to shoes, why can't she put that technology in the sneakers? In everything. Yeah. <laughs> or in the, in the I suit. I made them 100% sound dampening, so. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like slammed his foot on the ground and does nothing. That was a weird, like, disconnect for my brain. my brain. It yeah. was also like when Martin Freeman started talking with an American accent. 
Like yeah, the wires in my brain were like, what? Not uh, Watson, not Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. I was like, oh. uh, I guess that's the thing, though. Take characters from Sherlock and put him in the MCU and give him American accent. Yeah, he's a lot better at it. <laughs> yeah, he's way better at it than Biddly Duke Comedy Duke. Yeah, way better at it. I'm going to keep going down this list. I've got Winston Duke as M'Baku. I loved M'Baku. I thought he was a little inconsistent. I couldn't tell if he was like the super serious character, but then he was making jokes and then he was serious again. I think he was, I think what he was was buying into the tradition and doing that. But when the tradition wasn't happening, he was funny. Right. He was like, so that tells you a little bit about who he is. Is like, yeah, he cares. He about, takes it seriously. He cares about ceremony and it's important to him. But and he, he waits till that opportunity to like take control or whatever. Like he's not super happy about the government government in Wakanda. Yeah, but he doesn't like Killmonger either. Yeah, he likes him less. Well, and he also did lose to T'Challa. And, so, and he, yeah, fair and square. And he was like, great, I lost. We're good. Yeah. When given the this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, he turns down the, the heart flower and gives it back to T'Challa. Yep. And that was cool. That was cool. cool. And they, they, they pride themselves so much on ceremony. It's like, they have a ton of those heart flowers. There's no reason for there to be just one Black Panther. And it's not even like the heart flower only chooses one because there were two black panthers in right. this movie like, but it's the, that's the thing is like that's it's the mantle for the king right like nobody would go against that sacred yeah. we'll, right we'll get there in a minute i got i got thoughts on that stuff do you think in the future somebody else? maybe i don't know probably not so here's the thing is like i want to talk about it real quick or maybe for a long time so wakanda is built on its ultimate precious metal right i don't want to talk about this yet okay i want to talk about the characters and then we'll talk about wakanda okay because i yeah that's what i'm saying I liked M'Baku. I thought cool. the, the, the cool. gorilla tribe was really cool. Yeah. Uh, are gorillas actually vegetarians? I think they are. I don't know. Probably. I can't imagine. That seems about right. I mean, if like if they believe that, then yeah. Because they don't eat. Like, in all those nature videos, they're not like. I don't know what gorillas eat. Eating zebras or anything. I don't know what gorillas are, apparently, either. <laughs> Where are gorillas? <laughs> jungles, I believe. Jungles? Yeah. Same place you find a panther. Yeah. Are they in Africa? Yeah. They're jungles in Africa. Where's Wakanda on the map? It looked like where Congo is. Roughly. Yeah, like the. South like Central. The, yeah, it's definitely yeah, definitely not part of the part where there's Western yeah. Africa. Yeah. Western Africa. Yeah. But it's it's like in the I I'm not gonna pretend I know African geography. No. I'm just gonna embarrass myself. I have no idea. Yeah. What'd you think of Forrest Whitaker? I didn't even know he was in it. What? Yeah, I had no idea. I mean obviously I knew when he was in it. Uh-huh. But, like, going into it, I didn't know he was cast mm. in it. Not a clue. He's this, like, spiritual leader guy. Yeah. I also didn't think he was going to be a big deal. I was like, oh, you know, I guess he just signed on for the role. And then he showed up, and he did his thing, and then he left. And then they kept, like, he kept coming back as an important character. And then was, like, an extremely important character. And uh, I liked Forrest Whitaker. I thought he nailed it. He wasn't playing himself in the young role, though, was he? No. No. That was a different guy. That was Denzel Whitaker. His own son? Nope. Not related. Huh. Denzel Whitaker. Man, you want to talk about a name to have if you're a black actor? <laughs> that guy is set for life. <laughs> which, yeah, like, which name should I choose? Yeah. And then we got to talk about Andy Serkis. I love Andy Serkis. Holy crap. I finished this movie, and I don't... I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy, but I was like, I want to go watch Andy Serkis. So did he just... Like, did he just bulk up, like, a lot? He was bulked up in Age of Ultron. I know, but, like, I, I just... To me, he's, like, he is... Like a scrawny dude? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always thought, Like, too. I always thought he was short. I did, too. He seemed... I mean, he didn't seem, like, particularly tall in this movie. Uh, yeah, he did. He seemed like a big dude. He seemed broad. Yeah, I don't know. But he was... He was a cool character, because he's just this reckless... Oh, well, I guess Caesar in Planet of the Apes is pretty big. Is he Caesar? He's Caesar. That's what I was wondering, like, is that actually Andy Serkis, or is he, like, motion, motion capturing an actual human? <laughs> With Andy Serkis's face. With Andy Serkis's face. I thought he was incredible. They did a great job to make him look like a ridiculous 
South African warlord. Yeah, he rocked that role. Yeah. I was... thought I thought honestly out of all the characters outside of Michael B. Jordan, I thought that Ulysses Claw was the best portrayed. Well, I mean, he's a Andy Serkis is clearly a time-tested, <laughs> right, excellent, skillful actor. actor. <laughs> right, he's been so many different characters with so many different inconsistent motives. Right, between like Gollum and Supreme Leader Snoke and Caesar and Caesar and uh, like Nikola Tesla's assistant and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. Prestige. In the prestige. And this role. He's the one that tells it's an electric fence, right? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, I think those are That's those are our main characters. That's what Wikipedia is telling me. Yeah. I mean there's Ramonda, I don't know who that was. That was the mom. Oh. The child's mom. Gotcha. And there's Njobu, who is the, the uncle. But he yeah. didn't really do much. Like he's an important character and it was But like he's a, an important character like post mortem. Right. It was the weirdest episode of This Is Us though I've ever seen. That whole movie. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. But. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, now he's, you know, now now Randall's talking to kids in Oakland and it's weird, man. Oh, man. All right. All time right. traveling. Let's, sit- let's, not sitcoms, but daytime Let's handle dramas, T'Challa. Nighttime dramas. Primetime dramas. I didn't like T'Challa. He was all right. He was... It felt like his... Compared to the character we got in uh, Civil War, he which felt was just this strong... Single-minded, yeah, independent, like, set on his motives, set on his goals. Almost, like, rebellious to the throne. Human being, yeah. And we then got, he was stuck in the throne. We got T'Challa here. Who was almost, like, unsure of himself the whole time. The whole role, and Chadwick Boseman's a great actor, but he, the whole role felt underperformed to me. He played Jackie Robinson. Yeah. And yeah. James Brown. Yeah, that was a strong movie. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. But I just felt like the whole role felt underperformed to me. But I think it was intentional. You think? I think they're really trying to show T'Challa in this light of, like, the king. And I said this to you yesterday. The king is only as good as the people he surrounds himself with. Yeah. And he only has to be as strong as his strongest enemy. Correct. And I think T'Challa also, you know, in, in Civil War, he does have this sort of rebellious to the throne kind of mentality. Or at least that's what I was picking up, the vibe I was picking up. Because he's not the king yet. But he's not the king. And I don't think he ever, like, I don't think he, we know that he doesn't see the possibility of his father dying. Right. Like, he's not, he's preparing to be king, but he's not preparing for when it, when he Right. Will be he's king. a lot like Simba. Yeah. Well, hold on. Simba is the worst, okay? Right, but it's like he's this Simba future king that's kind of left sort of to do whatever he wants to learn the role and everything. And there's a big difference between the skill set necessary for a great fighter and a skill set necessary for a great leader. Oh, for sure. And T'Challa is not necessarily as equipped as he needs to be to handle the second role. You can tell he's kind of out of his element. And then he loses the fighting thing. Right, when he first sits down and he's just like, so, uh, advisory council. (laughs) Advise me. <laughs> right. And then, then like, what you lose his claws in South Korea. And everybody's like, don't go get him. And he's like, I'm going to go get him. <laughs> Namaste. Namo go. And, uh, I don't, yeah, I just felt like T'Challa was, they needed to, like, Black Panther is insanely powerful. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. he could take a tank to the chest yeah. and be like, okay, what's next? There, there are characters that could defeat him. But as far as, like, and I said this before, as far as, like, ground-based, hand-to-hand combat kind of MCU characters. Oh, I think he would beat... I think he would really only run into an issue, of course, with, like, Scarlet Witch and Vision and... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and Thor. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I was watching some MCU Thor, maybe. Well, pre-Ragnarok Thor, I think he would have a... Pre-Ragnarok Thor, he would... He would have a fighting chance. Uh, he would crush. Yeah, but post-Ragnarok Because he would, he would just call Thor out on some kind of like, Oh, Thor, you're a pussy. You don't want to fight me hand-to-hand? <laughs> and Thor would be like, Alright, screw this hammer. <laughs> I'm not Thor, Lord of Hammers. 
Uh, oh, but yeah, post Ragnarok, Thor. I don't know. That's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, but, but I think like, if he fought, he could Iron easily Man, beat Iron Man. Captain he'd crush America. Captain America. Yeah, because he can just slice his throat. Yeah, you made this. You were like, mm, pretty sure Cap could beat Black Panther in Civil War, and I was like, nope. And I am correct. I think I think it would be a decent fight. Nah. Anything Cap can do, the suit's just going to be like... <laughs> okay, what's next? And then he's just going to rip the shield in half. I don't think he can rip the shield in half. I don't he think just, Vibranium he, can cut Vibranium. He, well, like, must be. Yeah, like, and he is clearly shown as being the only person that can damage the shield. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Well, that's going to... I'm sure Thanos is going to get his own amount of Vibranium. Boop! <laughs> just snap. <laughs> right. Uh, but T'Challa would destroy Ant-Man, would destroy Falcon... Yeah. Uh, but, like, thing I had with T'Challa in this movie is that it's, and it is called Black Panther. But, like, he's, A, barely the Black Panther in this movie. Like, he maybe spends 20 minutes out of 2 hours and 15 minutes in the suit. I can't believe they can take the power away. I thought for sure when they were like, with this potion, you will lose the power of the Black Panther. Uh, maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I thought for sure if that worked, and it looked like it did because he almost fought, lost in the battle against Njobo. M'Baku. M'Baku. Uh, that instead of, like, usurping the throne, he would just take his power away and then kill him. Yeah, but nope. Nope, he usurped the throne. Yeah, it, it takes care. It I takes guess care he does take his power away and kill him. But, yeah. like, I figured he would take his power away, get the power for himself, and kill him. Yeah. What do you think there's some parallels? We're not at the villain yet, so I'll, I'll wait on that. T'Challa. Yeah, he's underacted. He's he's under... He's so... The movie's not about him. No, it's about... Everyone him. else. Yeah. literally everyone else yeah it's like he's got these different characters that play different parts of his personality and who he has to be right that like this movie beyond the first few scenes doesn't need him well i mean he, he wins the fight at the end but even at the end the fight between him and killmonger is like nobody wins that fight right and it's almost less interesting than the fight between okoye oh, absolutely and, uh... because they're just like they're scrapping a little bit and they can't hurt each other in between right. trains coming through Right. And then Killmonger pretty much kills himself. I know. I think it's an important uh, distinction that Black Panther will kill if necessary. Right. But it's it's like his weapon that he brought out that goes into his own. Isn't it? It's his weapon, right? He picks it up. Yeah. And then T'Challa takes it and throws it in the air. Right. And then it lands on Yeah. Him. And then... Well, that just shows T'Challa's resource. Yeah, for sure. But it's like Killmonger pretty much beats himself. This is an interesting distinction with... Uh, characters whose suits kind of make the hero yeah is that like black panther without the suit is still one of the best martial artists in the world yeah because he's got the strength of the black panther right the suit just helps him not get shot right and but even without the like if he takes the potion to lose his power like he's still a force to be reckoned with right but he doesn't have super strength he doesn't have right but i would say he's on par with uh hawkeye oh, yeah probably you know, hawkeye could just ship right <laughs> zoom shot I bet he can catch him. He's fast. Nah. Well, I guess with the with the, with the potion that he is without, without the potion. Uh, if Hawkeye could shoot that alien ship looking the other direction, <laughs> just pew, pew. Well, he shot the helicarrier looking the other direction. But oh no, he, he shot an alien yeah, ship as well in in Avengers. Yeah. Uh, but also, I killed eleven things. Like, I brought eleven arrows. <laughs> They make the distinction that, uh, like, Cap asks Tony, take the suit off and what are you? And he's like, you know, genius billionaire, playboy philanthropist. And, like, T'Challa, take the suit off and what are you? It's like king of Wakanda, the most powerful nation in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Scott Lang, take the suit off and what are you? Master thief. Master thief. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's an interesting distinction with, like, the, the suited characters. Like, I don't know. I think it's... Oh, if you take them out of the suit, yeah. T'Challa wins. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> if you had a hand-to-hand -hand fight between Tony Stark, Scott Lang, and T'Challa, just <laughs> done. 
Yeah. T'Challa wins. Yeah. Uh, although I think Scott Lang would shoot. Probably. I think Scott Lang would shoot both. Yeah. If they were like, hey, we're going to take your daughter, he'd be like, <laughs> yeah. done. All right, let's talk about Killmonger. He's the king of the movie. Yeah. He is Michael B. Jordan. After this, already is it one was, of the greatest black actors alive. It was the best right. It was the best acting in the movie, but the weakest writing. Yeah, his dialogue just wasn't there for me. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to do more. Right. I was most concerned about Michael B. Jordan coming into this movie more he, than anything else. He doesn't look like a bad guy. No, no. He did look like a bad guy. And like he looks scary because he was he was in. What are those little bulbs on his body? So he was in Fantastic Four, and he was terrible, and it was terrible. Was he Human Torch? Yeah. Really. Yeah. I thought that dude was shorter. No, that's Michael B. Jordan. Huh. I've seen him in a, in, in a few things that I just wasn't crazy about his acting. Oh, I think he was by far the best actor and, in this movie. And so I was worried. I was like, we're going to make Michael B. Jordan the villain of this huge movie. All right. And then as soon as he got on screen, I was just like, okay, we're good. I'm in. As soon as he started talking. I'm, I, I've bought in. I was just like, yep, game. we're cool. We're cool. All good. Uh, the bumps are scars. Like brands. Like he brands himself? Each time he kills somebody. He says that. I know, but... It made me uncomfortable. It's like hard to look at. Do you think people who sympathize with his message will do that to themselves? Hope not. Hope they don't go kill people and then brand themselves. And people do like the teardrop tattoo. Yeah, that's reprehensible. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Killing people is awful. But like, I'm really hoping there aren't just kids out here that are like, I want to be like Killmonger and go brand themselves. I don't think they will. I'm hoping not. Uh, I'd be terrible. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, no, Michael B. Jordan knocked this part out of the park. Yeah. It's, he's so cool. Yeah. And like, I've never understood wearing saggy pants. I've no, never he thought looked, it looked good. So, he looked so cool. He looked so cool. With the glasses cool. and the denim jacket. Yeah. And the saggy pants. I was like, holy crap. He looks like, he looks like he, like, he walked in the art museum looking like a guy that has money. A guy that has money, but is... Against like, high society. Yeah, like new money. Like yeah. one of these rappers. Yeah. Like, I would have thought he was like future. Or The Weeknd. Yeah. He's got the same haircut. No. Kind of. The Weeknd has like a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I don't know. I don't know how their hair works. But yeah, you should, you should you learn a lot of things about Michael B. Jordan pretty quickly about his character in this movie. And that like, you can see he's got that thing with that girl. Like the, the girl who helped him get away and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got up in the ambulance, they're, like, making out, and then he just, without hesitation, just shoots her in the face. Yeah, he's, like... Ten minutes later. Oh, you're in the way of my, uh... Right. My goal? Bye. Yeah, and he just cuts Ulysses' claw down in cold blood... Yep. ...to bring his body back to Wakanda to get himself in the door. Just nuts. And you see him walk in there, and he's just like, I'm here for the throne. Obviously. It's my right. It's my right. It's like, I have as much right to it as you do. I don't... I feel like, as much as they value ceremony... Obviously, I don't know how their ceremonies work, but I feel like... What irked me just a little bit was that he was able to make a claim for the throne and challenge him after the challenge phase was, like, over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Just I think it's okay, and it's fine. It works well. It's needed for the movie, because you have to have Mboku come back later. Yeah. Um... But I mean, I don't. I don't think Chadwick or T'Challa had to accept it based yeah. on the rules of their ceremony. It's yeah, like I don't think he right had there. to. That's some pride right there that he would even accept yeah. the challenge. Granted, he T'Challa was like, "Oh crap, my dad is a liar." Okay, everything I've ever known and loved is wrong. Right, but it seems like that they place this value on like anyone can be king as long as you're of royal blood of one of the five tribes. Right. Yeah, you're the royal blood of one of the five tribes. So. By that rule, yeah, he could, I guess, challenge for the throne any time. So, do you think if Mboku won, it would still be the Black Panther, or would it be like the Black Gorilla? I guess that's up to him. I think it's still because he doesn't Panther. believe in the Panther Goddess. I think he does, doesn't he? Mboku? Yeah. No, that was the whole thing. Is he didn't buy into it? He was, they, they were the Gorilla guys, believe in the Gorilla God. All right, where were we? What were we talking about? Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan. 
deserves the Heath Ledger award for this one. Nah, that ain't that good. People are already saying, like, oh, it's better than Heath Ledger's Joker. Not by a long shot. Not I even think, close. I think he acted it as well. Nah. I think. Nah. Maybe not. You gotta revisit Dark Knight every so often. Yeah, that's an important movie. Yeah. I... <laughs> I don't know if I'd even say he's the best villain in the series. He is. I don't know about that. Who is better? It's between him and Vulture. Vulture? Yeah. So you think Loki just don't even... Well, okay, so they're similar villains in my mind. Him and yeah, Vulture. Like because a family it, thing. Well, it's a family thing, and it's the two villains where it's like, you look at it, you look at their motive, you look at how they got started into being a villain thing, and you kind of look at it, and you're like, yeah, okay, I can see that. Right. Like, when you look at Loki, it's like, you're just this way because you're literally the god right, of like, mischief. Yeah, Killmonger wants to, to become king and whatever, and he's like, it's my right, and I'm like... Good point. Good point. Got, got a point. They're also the two that get, like, a redemption ending. Well, Killmonger's dead. Right, but he, they they make up before that, before he dies. Right. Like, he talked about all he ever wanted to do was see a Wakandan sunset. Yeah, and T'Challa explains to him, like, you know, we can heal you, we can, all that, and then Killmonger was like, well, you're just gonna put me in prison, and it's better to die a hero, or better to die for what you believe in than right. live a slave. Which, I don't think they need to put him in prison, honestly. He didn't really do anything wrong. Uh, you absolutely have to put him in prison. Why? What do you, what do you mean they don't put him he in prison? He didn't do anything wrong! You don't put him Baku in prison! Well, he, he, he went through the ceremony without winning the fight. And he uh, that's all- not... That's not his fault. And he burned all the heart-shaped flowers. And that was weird. Yeah. That was the one, like, moment where I was like, oh, I can't get with your character anymore. It's a pride thing, right? Yeah. Because, like... If he, like, was at all, if he was at all like Justin Hammer, he would have been like, oh, we're just going to make an army of these Black Panthers. And yeah, well, it's not even that. It's gonna... like you don't even want your own kid to be Black Panther. It's like you want to be the last Black Panther. Right. But like like what he could have done very easily has been like, okay, well, I know how to control. Like I've, I've worked for the CIA who knows how to control the Winter Soldier and I have a bunch of these heart-shaped herbs. Yeah. I know where the Winter Soldier is. Right. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I make something that can kill everybody. Yeah, maybe we make the Black Winter. Yeah, Black Soldier. Black <laughs> the Winter Panther. Panther. The Winter Panther. <laughs> Snow Leopard. Oh man, he it was a good character. Like I said, a yeah, good character. I'm not upset with Michael B. Jordan's portrayal as Eric Killmonger. No, it was awesome. Yeah, it was sick. I best part of the movie. I found myself like sad that he died because that means we don't get any more. Right, and that's what I'm talking about with him and him and Vulture, is you get the redemption of it. But we do get more Vulture. Right, that, what I'm saying, though, is you get... The, you can like the character at the end of it. Right. Oh, I didn't... I don't like him. Like, I don't want him to come back as a good guy. I want him to come back as a villain again. Right, but, like, you, you could like the character. Right. He apologizes for his crimes. Right. It's not like, uh, They make... They make up. Him and... Him and T'Challa make up. Yes. Let's talk about Wakanda for a minute. Or several. Yeah, we've got plenty of minutes. Yeah. Wakanda's a cool place, man. Wakanda is a cool place. I they they sold it in this movie. Like the whole thing. It's like I believed that it was a place. The Eldorado. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought actually when they flew over the thing. I was like, this looks like that El Dorado movie. Love that movie. The road, road dog. El Dorado, the magnificent. When uh when I worked at the dealership, we had like six DVDs, and that was one of them. And it would just like like a kid would watch it, and then it would just play that song over and over again on the title screen. <laughs> My desk was right next to where like the kids area was. On the trail we blaze. Elton John, man, <laughs> what a film. Oh, what a classic. I watched that, like, very recently. It's super good. It is. What you, You're you sold on Wakanda. You think if you I'm sold on Wakanda. Like, I think they did... The a, right part of Africa. No, I don't think there. it's there. <laughs> but, like, for a minute, I believe... I was like, is this a place? 
Am I like, am I missing something here? Because like they did it well enough selling the whole backstory. The whole backstory, the whole mythos. All of the ceremony, all that stuff. Oh, for sure. And what's great is like, you know, people can come in all they want and say, well, that's not how real traditional African ceremonies work. And it's like, well, this is not a real traditional African. I haven't seen anybody saying that. I haven't either. I don't know anything about that. But I don't know anything about it is the thing. Yeah. Like, I I don't know anything about traditional African ceremonies. From what I've seen so far on social media, because I've, I've scrolled through a bunch of the hashtags and everything, and it's like a lot of people just being really happy that the time and energy was taken to representing these African traditions. Correct. In, like, a proper way. And like, they felt like the costuming was was accurate. It was on point to all of these these different African nations. They felt like the traditions made sense in their respective contexts for the first time pretty much ever in, like, a Hollywood movie. Like a blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, a $200 million in one In a weekend, $200 million, in a movie that cost $200 million to make. Right. So, a lot of people are really excited and really happy about that. I'm really excited and, and really happy about and you, it. And you can't take that away from anybody. It's like they did an incredible job. Yeah, the costuming is insanely cool. Right, and, and I, it's even something I've noticed, because like you look at National Geographic and like pictures of people in Africa, and you look at movies like about Africa made by white people in America. Right. It's like, it, it, you kind of get it. Right. You're on the... You're on the right track, but it's clear that you just picked whatever you think looks, air quote, African. Right. What, what also I've loved is since the movie came out in the original premiere, in the real world, guys like Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jo- Michael B. Jordan and um, and guys like that are like showing up at all these premieres and things in like Wakandan outfits. Yeah. And like, I'm okay with that moving forward. If like, if at the Oscars, Michael B. Jordan shows up in like a pseudo Wakandan outfit. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that might be what the coolest part of it is oh absolutely it's just the whole well i can't show up in a wakandan outfit no <laughs> no no because like we talked about earlier this movie's not for us right it's not about us it's not for us it's, it's not like... a celebration for us no no and that's something that and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say this this is something that a lot of uh white people have trouble with especially these days is like if everybody's there's a lot of and these are the people that are negatively reviewing it on the same people that are negatively reviewing it on rotten tomatoes other right. people that are being like, I don't feel included. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. Do you see a cause for a negative review of this movie? Like, could you approach it at an angle that you give this movie a negative review that has nothing to do with race? No. I'm trying to think, like... Absolutely not. I have... Like, is there something wrong with the character development? No. Or with... I have two criticisms about this movie total that I've been able to find. I mean, I feel like if you don't like if you don't like superhero movies, you could very easily walk into this and be like, "My brain name's too powerful. This movie's stupid." I don't think you could, honestly, because the backstory is good enough that it sells it. Yeah, and even if you're like, "My brain name's too powerful," you still think Shuri's hilarious. Yeah, you still think you know, like, like there, there, there are two things from like a meta level that I didn't love about this movie, and that was one that I just don't think the actual script was there for Michael B. Jordan for Killmonger, and the other is I felt like the main conflict in the movie was just a little small. Well, it has to be small. I don't think so. I felt like they could have gone a different way with it. And granted, it would have been a different movie to I some think, extent. I think it has to be small. I, I gotta, don't know. You gotta go and do, you know, like an underground spy scene in South Korea. And because if it's big, then at the end when he's like, Wakanda is now willing to share its resources with the world. No, no, I'm not talking about the South Korea thing. I'm talking about like the actual, like the whole 
plot of the movie boils down to these two cousins, like, fighting each other. I think that's a good story, though. It's not a bad story. It just felt, for the movie that the scale it was, it felt a little bit small. And this is a minor criticism. This is the, the biggest criticism I have about the movie, and it's a very minor criticism. I don't I think it's I think it's a cool take on, like, a king's right and how... The fate of an entire nation rests on the shoulders of two feuding cousins. For sure, for sure. I think that's a cool story. But it's a much, it's a much. That's cool what Game of Thrones is, isn't it? I think. Yeah, but that's it's much more drawn out over. It's a, Game of Thrones is a lot less epic. It doesn't smack you with it all at one time. I've heard it does. Not I've really. Heard they poured gold down a guy's throat. It was on his head. But whatever. Yeah. Crownful King. That's Aquaman pouring it on his head. And he's uh, in uh, the, the Brother's Blood or whatever from Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brother of Mine. Brother of Mine. Yeah, that guy. Sister of Mine? Yep. That's gold poured on his head. It's like episode six. I know that uh, he was in talks for being the Doctor while we're just going all over the place real quick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, that's one of the best no, episodes. This movie is just such an epic movie. Yeah. Like, the scale of the movie is enormous. Yes, yeah, $200 million. Right. Well spent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I I feel like th that almost feels cheap for, like, creating this country. It didn't just create this country. It has, what, 17 movies to build off of? Yeah. And take characters from and, and grow off of? It took a minor character from Age of Ultron and another minor character from Age of Ultron and literally ignores everybody else. Yeah, there's no, like, big Avengers cameo. Right. Like, Captain America doesn't show up and help out with the fight. Well, there's a huge Avengers cameo in the in the end credit scene. Eh, huge is a stretch. I mean, he has a titled movie and is, like, the main villain in, like, two movies. He doesn't have a titled movie. It's called The Winter Soldier. Yeah, but it's not about, like, it's not The Winter Soldier. It's <laughs> Captain America, The Winter Soldier. He's a subtitled movie at best. Yeah, that's that's foreshadowing. Captain America the Winter Soldier, because guess what? Guess who the next Captain America is? I f hope not. I freaking hope so. I, oh, I love I'm so me. over Bucky Barnes. I love me some Sebastian If there is Stan. one thing, brief pause on the Black Panther thing, if there's one thing I'm excited for from taking a, an extended break from Marvel for, for over two months, I don't have to talk about Bucky Barnes. It's barely over two months. It's 75 It's days. over two months. 76 days between releases. That's a longer break. Comes out May 5th. Yep. That's the entire month of March. Entire month of April. I don't have to talk about Bucky Barnes. I can't believe you don't like Bucky Barnes. I don't like Bucky Barnes. I'm not. I've just watched 17 Marvel movies <laughs> in a row. And I'm still not sold on Bucky Barnes. You just need to watch a different Sebastian Stan movie. And you'll be no, totally No, no, I don't. That's the thing. <laughs> you need to invest more time. And see Bass stand. No, I don't, because I'm basing my opinion on the character off what I'm given in the movies. I'm a stenatic. I'm, I'm all Get out of here. <laughs> I'm all Leave. In. Leave. I follow him on Instagram. Do you really? I do. Wow. I do. I follow him. Uh, I follow a bunch of the Marvel people on Instagram. Um, not all of them, because there's like 200, but... Anyway, but everything you said about negative about Spider-Man and like, this relies too much on Tony Stark, I hated it because I hate Tony Stark... Tony Stark. I don't hate Tony All that Stark. Stuff. I love Tony Stark. None of that existed in this movie. None of it. it and did. they still spent $200 million on it. Yeah, they spent $200 million and they didn't have to spend, they didn't have to give 50 of that to Robert Downey Jr. Right. Like, I'm sure Chadwick Boseman made a lot of money. I'm sure Michael B. Jordan made a lot of money. But I don't think either of them made Robert Downey Jr. money. No. I think they can, I think they can ask for it in the future. It depends on how long their contracts are, well, it depends on how Chad, long Chadwick Boseman's contract is with Marvel. I mean, they can very easily just, oh, Killmonger had a twin. I don't this think they're gonna do that. Michael B. Jordan without I don't think they're brands gonna do all over that. his body. <laughs> I can't see that happening. I mean, I 
they, they can do whatever they want. Like, or they can just revive him or something. They can use like the time stone and you are too stuck on the time stone. It can do literally anything. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna let it do that. I think this is your whole argument. You're like, the, t the timeline doesn't have to make sense because they have the time stone. I don't think that's the case. I don't think there's moving things around in time. I don't think so either. But I think all I'm saying is Doctor Strange gives them like is the get out of jail free card. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the plot of this movie. We haven't done that yet. We haven't? No. Oh. We talked about characters and our feelings about Wakanda. Wakanda forever! So the first scene, this, this movie started like I didn't know what was happening yet. I didn't either. It like it didn't say like, like there's no. I thought it was another trailer. There's no opening credits at all. Yeah. No, I thought it was another trailer. Yeah. It was just like, and then I realized it was somebody talking in, in like an African accent. And then... And I was like, if I wasn't seeing Black Panther right now, and I didn't know I was seeing Black Panther right now, like, I would have just thought this was in the trailer. This first scene is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of Civil War, you're like, well, Black Panther is ultra cool and strong and powerful and can do anything and is going to just wreck face against right. anybody who ever fights him. And this first scene, the first thing they do is like, he's human. He has a crush on a girl. Oh, even before that. What do you mean before that? This is the whole intro scene. Yeah, where she says, don't freeze. That's the, not the intro scene. Oh, what's the intro scene, then? The thing with uh, the, the the talking in the sand and the... the... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, and then they go back to Oakland or whatever. Of... Oh, you're right. I, I can't just sit down and watch this movie. I mean, I can't. Thanks, movie pass. But there's a lot of theaters that are still sold out. Yeah, Wikipedia says right here, centuries ago, five African tribes went to war of a meteorite of the alien metal vibranium. That's the first scene. Oh. Is they get that whole, exp like, direct voiceover exposition thing. Right, like, beat you over the face with it. Yeah, like Thor. Yeah. Um, but I liked it this time. I felt like I, it wasn't like somebody was exposing something to me. I felt like I was being told a story. Yeah, you were being given the... Like somebody was sitting next to me going, let me tell you about the Wakanda. Oh, so you want to hear another story, eh? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I don't, Marcus. <laughs> B button to skip cinematic. <laughs> well. I've seen this story dozens of times. <laughs> well, I can't even think what he says now. Because I skip over it every time. Well, I think what we should do... That scene, um, where, like, there's, you know, it's all the sand stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. It's like, uh, like an animated... I hate sand. It's everywhere. It's coarse. <laughs> but it's like the, uh, what's the thing from, uh, the, the Three Brothers thing from Harry Potter? Yeah. That scene. Yeah, it's like that. Or it's like the, uh, the good exposition in Ragnarok. Or the good exposition in Wonder Woman. It's all like that. I still haven't seen Wonder Woman. I missed out. But it's been long enough since you've watched the first Avenger that you can watch Wonder Woman and just not even realize that it's like shot for shot the same. <laughs> uh, no, but I just I like I like it when they use things that aren't like what are you talking about Ragnarok? When she's explaining uh, when Hela is explaining to Scourge the history of Ragnarok. Oh no no that's completely different. Okay, I'm talking about like these kind of scenes where it's like they, there's a voiceover, there's a story going on, but it's using some like non-human. It's using like a. Like a different like medium, yeah. I just think it was really cool. It looked really cool. I liked it, like, aesthetically. Yeah. And I just was, felt like I was being told a story. It was it cool. It was super cool. It was really pretty. The movie, yeah. altogether, was extremely pretty. They used an extreme amount of color, and I loved it. Yeah. That's, well, like, the African tribe thing, right? Yeah. I guess. But, like, that's not... Until, like... Yeah, Ragnarok was like that. But, like, a lot of these Marvel movies, especially for a while, were, like, super washed out. Ant-Man, I'd cut a Roth call. It is. Uh, Ant-Man was... Ant-Man was a little dingy. The next one was Ant-Man really was colorful. very dingy. <laughs> Next one looks really colorful. Yeah. Big old Pez dispenser. <laughs> this is the only thing I can remember from the trailer is, is Michael Douglas zapping the building down and picking it up the handle and rolling away with it. And then the big Pez dispenser. 
It looks so good. I just, I like, we could do a whole episode on how excited I am for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh. Uh. But then we get the exposition of Njobu and T'Chaka and, and them being in, uh... In Oakland. Oakland, yeah. So, was... Was it supposed to be Forrest Whitaker that's living with him, or the, the, the yeah, other guy? Okay, yeah, okay, I thought so. Yeah, he's got the lazy eye. Yeah, and they picked a different blackter with weird-looking eyes yeah. to play Forrest Whitaker's Denzel Whitaker. Young, young son. That's so weird that that person what a is lucky not related. <laughs> what a lucky that name. guy is going to end up playing Forrest Whitaker in, in like a Forrest Whitaker biopic. So, uh... plot. We've yeah. made it through one scene. Well, I made it through, like, the first, like, three scenes. All the establishing shots. Yeah, the, all the, the first exposition. Yeah. Here's what the backstory is. Okay, and now T'Challa's... Or, not T'Challa. Now T'Chaka's dead. Yeah. We knew that happened. T'Chaka's dead. So what's what's T'Challa's kid going to be named? T'Challa. <laughs> no, T'Chama. 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 Why T'Chama? K-L-M-A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M. T'Chaka. Oh, wow. right. T'Challa. T'Chama. K and L are right next to each other. Correct. In my, it, like, I was thinking about it in my mind, like, K is the near the beginning of the alphabet, and <laughs> L is, like, at the end. I would have thought the other way around. To me, L is an early letter. This is a weird, how did we... <laughs> so, T'Chama. Do you think that's been the whole line? T'Chama. <laughs> T'Chama. <laughs> T'Cha-Cha. T'Cha-Cha. Chaya. T'Cha-Cha. 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 What is that T'Cha-Cha. 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 You left out. Oh, T'Cha-Cha. Get to T'Cha-Cha. So anyway, <laughs> hang on. Now this is podcast. Join us next week. We talk about the Phantom Menace. So T'Chaka. That's how we got on that. T'Chaka. T'Chaka. T'Chaka is dead uh, because of a bomb that goes off in... in three movies ago, four movies ago. Yeah, has been a while. Uh, but yeah, he blew up in the United Nations. No. Yes. Get down! He blew up somewhere. Helmut Zemo killed him <clears throat> while he's dressed as Bucky Barnes because apparently. You know, they needed more reason to want to arrest Bucky Barnes, the murderer. <laughs> Whatever. Killer of Howard Stark. Yeah. Uh, and so we get this whole thing of T'Challa becoming the new king. It's a process. Yeah, they run us the whole process, which is cool. They weren't just like, oh, you're king now. Right. It wasn't just like, like a, like they could have done just like a, a shot of like putting a crown on him or whatever, or putting right. a necklace on. Yeah, the necklace. There's no crown. Yeah, well, the necklace is the costume. It's the symbol of the Black Panther. Yeah, because that matters more than king. Do you think people are going to wear the necklace? I think they will. Oh, yeah. I think that you'll see a lot yeah, of for sure. prominent. Oh, when I went to the theater it. to see this, uh, there were like seven people like in full Black Panther costume. Really, just running around. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you can't wear masks in public. Sorry. Oh, they but. were. Well, they were in the movie theater, and they were like taking pictures of people and stuff too. Right. Like cosplaying. Right. Which is cool. I, there was also legitimately. Oh, I got the <coughs> last seat. Really? Yeah. Did you buy it on Movie Pass or did you buy it? Yeah, I just went in there. I can't believe it was available. Uh, I was, I was like, oh, I'm done with what I need to do. I can go see it tonight. So I had to waste time Saturday morning. Um, I'm like, I'm going to go see it now. And then there was like a 9.30, a 10, a 10.15, a 10.30, and 11. I was like, I'll get in one of these. I'll sit here and drink beer until it happens. So I went there and, and I, I pulled up the thing and it was, <coughs> there was one ticket left. For, wow. For uh, like all the things were grayed out. There was one seat left for uh, the 9.30 because I have to pick it on the little kiosk thing. Right. And so I got it with my movie pass and uh, just went and saw it. I I physically, not physically, I paid for it with my own money. Yep. Because I, I, I bought it on Tuesday. 
I turned around, like, in the middle of it, and I was like, there's one other white dude in here. Which was cool. Like, I, I, to some extent, expected that, but, like, I was glad that it happened. Yeah. I, that, like... I did not have that experience. I, you know, I live in a city that just doesn't have the diversity that you that Right, yeah, yeah. I, have, I live in a very diverse area. Yeah. And, like, these people made the effort to go say, like, I'm gonna see this movie as soon as I can. Yeah. And that's so cool that, like, so many people are that excited about it. Yeah. I, I tweeted about it the other day. There was a girl... Yeah. Uh, I quoted the tweet. I was just going through the hashtags and everything, and I saw this tweet. I'm going to pull it up right now because I think it's important just to kind of recognize the kind of excitement that people had about this movie that, like, I just don't get for anything. Like, I think the last time I was that excited about, like, the release of content was, like, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the book. The book, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, like, the midnight release at Barnes & Noble, and everybody was dressed up. Right. White people. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've well, seen a lot of people being, like, this is the black people's Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, y'all shut up and let us have this. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, y'all went out in your, you go out to the premieres in your wizard robes, looking like idiots. We're going to go out in, in our celebratory gear and, and our Black Panther costumes and look like idiots. And we're going to do it. And we're, we're going to do, do it. it. Yeah. And that's so cool. Uh, but listen, I mean, this just, the, it's actually what this says is, I woke up and I'm so excited. I woke up thrice since 4 a.m. LOL. I'm about to wash and moisturize my hair, iron my Wakanda attire and don it. Feels like the first day of Hogwarts. I am so, so gosh darn excited. Hashtag Black Panther. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Hashtag, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's so cool. Like, the fact that, like, an entire race of right. people right. gets to celebrate this and be a part and of it. that's so cool. And, and created it. And... Uh, and anybody who's pointing to like, well, you know, Stan Lee, a white guy, uh, invented these this character. It's like, okay, well, be that guy. Nobody's saying that. Right. I, I've seen, I saw a couple people in the weeks leading up to it and been like, I don't know why they let Stan Lee make a cameo. <coughs> and other black people being like, can you shut up? Like, he invented the character for you. Yeah. Like, let the man, it, it's a thing, let him have a cameo. He had a good cameo, too. Yeah, it was, it was cool. A good long cameo. It was cool. He had like three or four lines. It wasn't Ragnarok level. He didn't cut Thor's hair. Mm-mm. He wasn't a watcher. You can cut T'Challa's hair. T'Challa's hair was sick. You like T'Challa's hair? I liked... There was a lot of sweet hairstyles in this movie. Yeah. Like, uh, M'Baku <coughs> had the, like, the, the the sides of his head just, like, completely shaved. Yeah. I was like, that looks sick. Yeah, there was definitely some great, great hair in this movie. Yeah. Uh, there was even, like, the girl who had, like... There were, like, braids or dreads or whatever. Yeah. And then at the bottom, it was, like, all frayed out. Yeah. She was on the council. I don't know if she said anything, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, And that's just... it's it's That is truly something that you and I can't understand. It's like, there's been a lot... And that's what I've seen so much... Just like I said on social media since this movie came out, is kids, people being like, my daughter was so excited to see this movie because there's a princess that looks like her. Mm. And like, there's a superhero that looks like me. And there's people in the power of the government that look like me. And there's people that. And like, and, like, and what's crazy about that is like, and you we, and I, like, of course Captain well, America looks like well, me. And, and you and I grew up specifically in the Disney animated, like, golden age. Yeah. They were pumping out another. Like, princess movie every single year. Right. And the only African princess was literally a lion. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we just grew up inundated by it in a way that, like, I, I know that some people didn't feel like this, but I almost got annoyed by it at a certain point. I was like, okay, I'm over this, guys. Like, we get it. Princesses are white people! Well, I mean, there was plenty of princesses of color. I don't want to discredit that. There was, you know, Tiana and Pocahontas and Mulan who were all... For sure. For sure. Um, but it was the same. There's still this whole group of people that you're missing. Right. Not Tiana necessarily. That was a different. But that also came out when we were in like high school. That was pretty recent. Yeah. It was the last 
hand drawn. Right. Um, and then since then, we've gotten, what, three 3D animated all about white princesses, right? Moana's not white. Moana. That's what I'm missing. She's like American. Moana. Make way, make, make way, Moana. <laughs> I love that movie. I, but like, but you've got, you know, uh, Rapunzel and, and Elsa. But like, I think that Anna. was the, and, and maybe this is, this is my shame that I could put on the table. But like, seeing this reaction to it is the first time that I've ever thought about that in this particular context of like, because I always think about, what I think about superhero movies is like, they're supposed to be for everyone. Right. But then you look at it and it's like, well, let's see. Okay, so uh, Captain so you, America is like a, poor white kid from Brooklyn, but he's a poor white kid. And, right. And, and yeah, you gave him a sidekick who's black, but he's like a sidekick. Right. He's very clearly a sidekick. Right. It's like, Falcon's not going to get his own movie. He's also not the ideal sidekick of yeah. Captain America. Like, yeah. he's not the the one that he would choose. Right. <laughs> he would choose Bucky Barnes. Right. A jock white kid. Well, and let's be real, like, Steve Rogers in the 40s probably wasn't all that crazy about black people. Probably not, you know? That just wasn't, uh, wasn't the culture Like, it's back something then. that they've glossed over, but, like, I feel like Steve would have had more of a problem with <laughs> Sam Wilson, with Nick, with taking orders from Nick Fury. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure when you wake up from the ice, you're like, okay, I'm just going to start accepting everything. Probably, but it's like, <laughs> ah, man, I don't know. But, like... One of the Howling Commandos was Asian. Yeah, but... Yeah, that guy that y'all didn't remember last week. I remembered. Jim Morita. You you were both like, because I edited the episode, you're both like, I don't know, that's a little bit of a stretch. And I'm like, it's the same actor! It is the same actor. I think I think what he was going for was the same actor playing a completely different character. I know it is a different yeah. character. It's like a, a grandchild. Yeah. But, um, and I actually can't think of an example of that within the MCU. I couldn't I can, either. But... I can think of actors being replaced, but I can't think of like... Yeah, I have no idea what he's talking Like, uh, Shabatsky wasn't like a reporter in Iron Man, and no. then Maria Hill. No. Like, <laughs> oh. But yeah, so that was the first time I thought about in this context that, like, maybe superheroes aren't all inclusive as much as I thought they were, or these superhero movies. Well, and the fact that there are 17 movies in this series, now 18, and in the 18th, they had to bring in an entire culture that, like, nobody had ever even seen on camera before. You know? Right. Like, that to me is, is incredible. Yeah. And I just, I don't think it could have been done better. No, it was part yeah. I would have given Killmonger. Uh, I mean. But he does straight up kill yeah. somebody. Yeah. That's and something then kills I've been another villain. That's something I've been wanting for so long in the MCU is just these like hardline consequences. Yeah. Like Ulysses Claw is dead. Yeah, we've seen his dead body. Yeah. Like he ain't coming back. I wish he would. Like there was no like, oh, he was killed by accident. He caught a stray bullet, you know, save me or whatever. No, just bam, done. I mean, Quicksilver's dead. That's what I'm talking about. He didn't catch a stray bullet. He caught 40 bullets. Right, but it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a hero's death. It's like he was trying to save somebody else. No, Ulysses Claw just got shot. Shot. Just iced. Done. I, the first thing I thought of when I saw Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, I forgot about this. At first, for whatever reason, I was just like, we need a Static Shock movie. Stat. Superhero Static Shock. Featuring Michael B. Jordan as Static Shock. I think, I think Jaden Smith is... Is the guy? I don't know. He just to me, he just looked like Static Shock when he was dressed like the, the rapper old, type. <laughs> static Shock's a high schooler. Whatever. They can, they made Peter Parker a college student. I think Michael B. Jordan looks like a grown man. Nah, he looks young still. He looks like what Nick Cannon always wanted to look like. Yeah, he is like a cool version of Nick Cannon. I've been trying to place it this whole time, and I was like, no, not Ludacris, not. He's like, I just like that we have to call him Michael B. Jordan because of the obvious uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. 
There's more than one Michael Jordan. That's a famous person. Yeah. Ian, we could talk about this for hours. We really could. Is there anything else you feel like you need to say? I know we kind of just brushed over the plot, but I don't think we really need to talk about it that much. The plot is... There's, I mean, there's nothing... There's At the end of the day, there's nothing we need to talk about with this movie. It's true. Because, like, our opinions on this movie don't really matter. Right. We can enjoy it as... We, we can enjoy it as outsiders watching a good thing. Right. Like, this movie is going to stand for what it stands for, and we don't get to decide what it stands for. Yeah. And that's fine. I think I think it's important to respect it. Though. Yeah, and I'm respecting the hell out of it. Like, I, I went and saw it. I want to go see it again. I will absolutely see it again. Like... We almost went to see it today. Yeah. Uh, it was a great movie. It it did a lot for the MCU. It brought a lot of great characters into the MCU. I'm excited to see where we bring these characters in Infinity War. Yeah, same here. As long as it's not a huge dumpster fire. And as far as the conversation goes, I don't think that... I think that we can add to the conversation, but more than anything, I want to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. As much as anybody wants me to be a part of the conversation. Well, I, I can only hope that this movie does a lot for a lot of closed-minded people. Right. And that there are, maybe not solutions, but there are problems. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. And because that's something that we as the general populace of white people are not doing a great job at right now. Well, because it makes so much sense. Because it makes so much sense that's like, okay, well, like, how could this possibly still be a problem? Right. Right. And because I'm not a racist. Right. So therefore. Yeah, no one's a racist. No one's a racist. You don't experience racism. Right. I mean, obviously, I don't think that I'm a little bit more woke than that. Right. But, um. You know, what ways can you go out of your way to fix this problem in the long run? But I think that this movie is an important lesson for white people in saying, like, not everything. You don't have to get it. Like, if you don't get Black Panther, that's fine. It pretty well beats you over the head what Killmonger wants to do and why that's not good and why it's not the right No, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about, like, if you don't like it or want to watch it, congratulations. Here's your participation ribbon. Right. Go away. Because this is the NWO. This is the New World Order. I, my, my one tweet review, did you don't read it? I know if I would bring up New World Order. <laughs> it wasn't like a good thing. Did you read my one tweet review of this? I did not. What is it? So I say... Well, I mean, I, I might just, have. I'm sure you did. You get my tweets to your Entirely phone. Entirely possible. But I did this... Literally the first thing I did while I was waiting for the first post credit scene was turn my phone on, tweet this, and then turn my phone back off. And I said, there's never been anything like it before, but if we're lucky, there will be many to come. It was... I agree with that. I did read that. Yeah. So, like, this is... This movie's not like anything I've ever seen before. No. Nothing I've ever understood. I think, the, you know, any time that you bring up African civilization, it's always in a negative context. You know, it's, uh, what was that Reese Witherspoon movie where she, like, adopts the three African children? I have no idea. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. You'd know it. I'm going to find out real quick. Uh, but, it, like, glorif- like typically in media portrayals, glorify the pro- poverty of Africa. Right. You know, and even this movie, like, jabs at that. Like, what is a, city? It's a country of farmers got to offer the world? Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. Because things are about to get weird. Uh, Good lie. I've never heard of that movie in my life. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just don't know about it. Yeah, that's absolutely what it's called. Yep, that's it. So what else do you want to say about this movie? really liked it i want i want to be part of the conversation if we missed it if we didn't get it let us know let us know like we we are open to conversation we're interested to yeah i mean did we did we get it we we get what we're supposed to have gotten out of it it. i want to get i want to talk yeah i think this is important and i don't even necessarily know if i know why it's important. we could have missed the mark entirely probably but let's let's do some rankings just as movies as film fans as marvel fans okay let's yeah let's let's wrap it up um wrap it up here all right we start with a villain ranking yeah, I love Michael B. Jordan. He's amazing. I literally think... I'll give it to you. I think... I mean, this is about as good as you could be as a Marvel villain. Yeah, I'll give it to you. We'll put I it think, number one. Yeah. As, Not that we keep track of this, but... 
He's up there with Vulture and Loki and yeah. But I think honestly, I think he knocks it out of the park in a way that like you know I think Michael Keaton hit it to a kid in the stands. I think Michael B. Jordan broke a windshield in the parking lot. Let's just keep getting people named Michael to be to be great villains. To be great villains. I mean, I'm down with that. I can't think of any other. I'm sure there's plenty. Um, so I think that goes with that. I think he's really, really, really an amazing villain. Yeah. Uh, it. The movie. So the movie ranking. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be tough. I, I think I think this is one of those ones where we can start from the top and not from the bottom. Yeah, I mean it's better than either of the Avengers movies. Okay, so where does that put us? Uh, uh, it's better a... than Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so we're so the conversation so, is between Iron Man, Spider Man, so Iron Man, Spider Man, Civil, Thor Ragnarok. Civil War is in there. Think. No, Guardians of the Galaxy was number two. Then Civil War. Yeah, but you said it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, Civil War became number two. Then uh, Spider-Man uh, became number okay. two. Okay, and then Thor. And then Iron Man became number two. Okay, so it's 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 better than... Is it better than Civil War? You think it's better than Civil War? I think it's better than Civil War. Better than Civil War. I think it's better than Spider-Man. I do too. I do too. This is early though. I won't be surprised if my ranking on this drops as the film age. I think it's better than Spider-Man. I don't think it's better than Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. I really like Thor Ragnarok. Here's here, yeah. So my problem with Thor Ragnarok. So my problem with Thor Ragnarok is the opposite of a problem. In that I absolutely love that movie, but I can't. I feel like I can't justify it when I'm not literally watching it. And then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, this is obviously the best. This is amazing. But I also want to bring into account, like, if we were to score out every facet of it that we care about, which is like what villain, hero, plot continuity stuff like that i think black panther checks more boxes because killmonger is so much better than hella i i mean villain yes hero no exposition character no plot no exposition character was really good and uh, we should do this we should sit down and do these who's <laughs> <laughs> the best exposition character well just like a like a doug score like a rate i don't know pick like our five most important things about each movie and then rate them one to oh. ten and then add those up and that's the okay I'm about that. egg score I'm about that moving forward well i think we have to sit down and retroactively do it right but we can also just do it moving forward right but I, yeah i think for me ragnarok ticks more of those boxes i mean yeah when you think about killmonger versus hella there's a clear choice right yeah killmonger's better. but like the i think the plot in ragnarok was stronger it does more it's got yeah. bigger implications maybe not yeah. I, don't, I don't know what wakanda i think in the world is gonna the dialogue was better Ah, uh, yeah, Korg was better. Cinematography was pretty much the same. Yeah, they both. They looked cool. very similar, very colorful, bright, fun, exciting movies. Um, Korg was better. Korg was really great. Korg just it really does elevate the whole status of the movie. Thor Ragnarok made me laugh without being like, now this is a comedy, right? And that you can't underestimate that value in the movies. So for me, I, I'll give it. I'll give it two. I don't know if I can personally put it better. No, I think that's fair. I think. I think really it's much more in contention with Spider-Man Homecoming and Iron Man. And I still think Spider-Man Homecoming is better than Iron Man. Is that not how it is on our No, oh. you still have Iron Man ahead of it. You fought me on that one. Yeah, no, I stand by that. I still think that. Yep. Okay. Maybe we'll revisit these. <laughs> I think we have to. I mean, I think when Infinity War comes out, we'll have to revisit it. Who knows? Maybe somebody's going to point out and we're going to nickel back Black Panther. Somebody will point out some stupid flaw in it. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, people are going to try to point out stupid flaws, but I don't think they're there. This movie felt like it was very carefully made. Right. I mean, at this point, the worst thing that could happen to it is if one of the actors comes out and has one of those, like, Weinsteins. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like, that'll kill it. But... For sure. But, I mean, that's a threat with any movie. Right. Robert Downey Jr. could have one of those moments. I'm sure he And has. that would just, like... <laughs> <laughs> Crap. MCU's canceled. <laughs> We're done. Well, they just kill him off at this point. Yeah. All right. So, it's at number two. Number two. Breakfast food ranking. Oh, God. This is a, this is a whole package, man. It gives you everything you ever want. Definitely something I haven't had before. Definitely something I have not had before. It's something you put. There's something on that plate that you're like, "What's this? 
<laughs> what is this? Is it like grits and gravy? No, but no, it's something like, it's something exotic. It's cleaner than grits and gravy. Yeah, but like there's something on this plate of breakfast. Because on one hand, it is just like a good old-fashioned superhero movie. Is it an omelet? I don't know. Let me finish my thought. Okay. But yeah, something on that plate where you're like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to like it. But I'm doing that thing where like I promised somebody I would just try everything for the year. So I ate it. Oh, that's good. That's real good. That's really good. It's like, what is this? Can I get another plate of whatever this is? Is it like the first time you've ever had biscuits and gravy? It might be. Because like, the Cause that's like, yeah, that's the like sausage a thing. gravy you put on biscuits like looks weird. And like that's not a thing that like the whole world knows. And it's like gray. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got like lumps. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. Are we going to go with biscuits and gravy? I think... Because I, I it is comforting. But it's... I think the movie is cleaner than that, but I'm okay with it. Because biscuits and gravy, even if you eat it with a fork, you're, you're covered in the gravy. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, we'll call first, biscuits and gravy. No, 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 it's not biscuits and gravy. It's the first time you've had biscuits The first time you had the best lunch or breakfast I ever had in Toronto. <laughs> the best breakfast I ever had in, like, Macon, Georgia. <laughs> I think I was probably at like a Cracker Barrel, which is just criminal. You need to go to like a like a local family-owned restaurant. The guy, greasiest place you can find. Right, the guy that runs it is wearing an apron that he's never washed. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 20 years worth of grease on it. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm good with that. that. I am too. Um, I think that's everything. That's everything. This is a good one. Yeah, I think so. I think this is a good time. I think we stepped out of our comfort zone here. A lot. For the first time. We're afraid to have opinions a lot of times on Bake, which is weird. We've also made a lot of episodes on, like, white people movies. <laughs> you don't get much more white people than Back to the Future. Captain America. Back to the Future. I love Although Back to the Future was progressive in that uh, uh, Goldie Watts' name was Mayor. Yes. So maybe not. Maybe it is Captain America, <laughs> the first Avenger. But as white as it gets. Yeah. I mean, even Iron Man 1 is pretty white. Yeah. He's a black friend. <laughs> I have lots of black friends. I voted for Obama. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But yeah, we stepped a lot out of our comfort zone, and I had a lot of fun with this one. I, I, this movie was great. It's so good. I'm very so happy good. that it exists. Um, but and, uh, what, what did we say? About what? At this show? How do we sign off? We gotta do the whole sign off. Oh yeah, there's like how to contact us. Yeah. Stuff. All right. I think that's it. I Guys, think you're right. thanks for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. Uh, I've been Ethan Etchell. He's been Tyler Carlin. If you want to reach us, you can get us I, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at WowNow, but the O's are zeros. And he's at AmeriCarlin, but the O's are zeros. Nope. I mean, I guess. There are no O's. <laughs> no O's in America. No L's. <laughs> there's an L in Carlin. There's an, there's an L in Carlin. It's true. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and get us there. You can also email us at BaconandEggsMedia at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at BaconandEggs23. We really need to change that Twitter handle. I love it. But the 23 is so random. It's the only lost number that was available. I know, but I get that, but like, we haven't explained that. I'm explaining it right now. I, I've requested to get just bacon and eggs, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, you need to get make a call. Um, Hello, Twitter. <laughs> Uh, and if you got a couple spare bucks lying around, we would love it if you could go over to our Patreons, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs, and take a gander on our reward tiers there, see if there's anything you like, and go ahead and uh, throw it our way. It might great. change soon. If We're you're like, I would give you $5 if $5 got me this. If you have ideas for our reward tiers that you aren't seeing and you would like to see, let us know because we're investigating right now. We are investigating. We've seen a lot of things. Because we, we think like. we can do better for you guys. We want to do better for you guys. Like a Discord server. Yeah, I've heard that one. But speaking of how to get in contact with us, since we don't have a Discord server yet, just go ahead over to our Facebook page. It's free. Facebook group. It's free. Uh, and that is Bacon and Eggs Fans. Yep. There's a link to that in the doobly-doo. Yep. There's a link in the towel section. And other than that, I think that's about it. Our artwork is by Vaishan Brandon. He's been great to us. He has been great to us. Vaishan, if you're listening. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. I think that's it. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Until next week, Arriva Dirty. Air quotes.
Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. <laughs>